0: everyone and welcome to another episode. I hope that you had a great weekend. I did. I took a very needed day off. I think it was on Thursday actually, so it wasn't technically the weekend, but I've decided that I'm going to implement two days off a week. And I have to tell you that this change is going to be very major for me. I basically, and I'm really embarrassed to say, have been operating on No days off for about a year, which I know is something I would never ever recommend for any of you. And it just goes to show that just because I can channel into that higher self wisdom doesn't mean I always give it to myself. And I come from a family that is all about working hard and that has a lot to do with immigrant mentality. And so it's just been something ingrained in me that you don't rest until everything on your to-do list is done. And so I haven't given myself the grace to be able to take a day off, even though there are things that I want to do or feel like I need to do. But through therapy and through my spiritual practice, I've learned that If I can't get to it, then it's not meant to be done. If I'm not able to do it at the same time as taking care of myself, then I can't do it. And taking care of myself and being aligned with that care is actually going to be the best compass I have in determining what my career really is about or what my relationships should really be about. And we don't realize how when we deny ourselves rest and care, it actually really adds to our stress and it actually makes us less able to think clearly and do the things that we actually really want to do. We spend a lot of time and energy worrying and stressing and feeling overtired, and all of that stuff. And I think when I was writing my book, I just was so worried about the deadline. I started working every day of the week, and I just got used to it. And so now I'm dropping it, and it's really exciting. So congratulations to me. All right, so this week's episode is about jealousy. In particular, jealousy about career stuff with in a relationship. And of course, this is something that I'm sure some people can relate to who are listening, you know, even the people that we love, even the people that we want to find success and happiness, even the people we're proud of, we can still have feelings of jealousy and resentment towards them when we see them getting something that we want, we haven't been able to get, we feel competitive and all that kind of stuff. So let's listen to the listener's question. Hello, thank you for all the amazing work you do. I often reference you and find so much healing, joy, and resonance with all that you share. Lately, my partner and I have been going through some big changes in our relationship. One of those is they chose to leave their Monday to Friday full-time job to focus more on their art and studio practices while keeping their wedding DJ gig as a source of income on Saturdays. As an artist myself and a lover of seeing people live the lives they dream of, I was totally all in when we discussed the possibility I didn't expect to have so many feelings come up for me. I've been working in therapy on this and realize it's natural. I guess I'm frustrated that my personal practices have taken a back seat since I can't afford to quit my job right now. I love my work and I'm working towards trying to work for myself in the next year, which is scary, and running the artistic DIY community center that is my passion project. I know it will still be some time before I actualize this, and I have a lot of energy I'm investing into being able to make that transition in my life. Not sure if any of this makes sense, but I just keep wondering what your thoughts were. Our communication is great, and I have expressed this to them. It just doesn't feel great, and I wish I didn't have those feelings coming up. Hey, babe, like you said, it makes perfect sense that these feelings and thoughts of jealousy and resentment come up because that is what our LHBs have trained us to do. To compete with each other, to see someone else's success as a challenge to Our own to see the lack in all situations. Our learned hierarchical beliefs are like an energetic field inside us. It's a thought system that we have been trained to see ourselves and the world in, but also our body responds to those thoughts as well. That's why I feel like it's an energetic field and that's why it can get so overwhelming. Just in case you're a new listener to this podcast, I want to explain that learned hierarchical beliefs or LHBs are a term I use to describe the conditioning of our culture and the wounds of our trauma that told us that some people are more worthy than others depending on various criteria looks, money, social status, race, gender identity, etc. The list goes on and on. And we are trained by LHBs since childhood. We are told that you need outside validation, that the more you have, the more you are. We are trained to climb that hierarchical ladder and that in order to be good enough, we have to be better than someone else or else we're at the bottom of the hierarchy. Now, intellectually, you can tell yourself, I don't wanna be jealous of my partner right now, but that doesn't mean you won't still feel the effects of that LHB energy. That doesn't mean it won't get triggered. That doesn't mean the thoughts won't still pop up. Even if in your heart, on the deepest level of your being, your higher self knows that you love your partner and you want them to be happy and you know that their success is not a barrier to your own. Now, when our LHBs are triggered, it's actually a very potent time for our spiritual growth. It's a great opportunity your partner is now presenting you with. It's a mirror to your fears of not being good enough, not ever making it, not having all of your dreams come to fruition, because right now your partner is higher on the hierarchy than you, according to your LHBs, because they can now work on their art full time and When it comes to LHBs, having that type of success makes you a more worthy person, makes you feel more complete or more whole. And so maybe right now you're hoping for some reassurance from me that don't worry because you will get there too, or this is what you need to do to remind yourself that you're on your way to that same place, that you will rise to meet them there. But Really, that's true, it could be true, but it could also not be true. Here's the deal, having dreams and goals is a wonderful thing to have. But as long as we make our LHBs the motivation behind those goals, we will never be truly happy because there will always be someone better, more successful, higher on that hierarchy. The spiritual lesson here is that none of that is real. We often talk on this podcast about LHBs when we're feeling low self-worth or insecure or not good enough. But I think it's equally, if not more important to talk about them when we feel like we're on top of our game, when we feel like we're doing better than other people, when we feel a sense of safety by comparing ourselves to others and ranking higher in the stats. Because the more we buy into the thought system of LHBs, the more control they have over us. So whether we feel on top or on the bottom, the only freedom is knowing that that hierarchy isn't real. The only thing that is real is that we are all whole just how we are. A hierarchical capitalist system could never be a true reflection of our worth or the value of our artistic expression. It was not designed to show us our value. We are all part of creation and and our own creativity is an extension of the oneness with which we are all part of. That's why when we're in the consciousness of our higher selves, we feel happy for people and we want happiness for people because we are all one. Their happiness is your happiness. Yours is theirs. But our LHBs imprison us from that truth. Our LHBs see us all as separate, and that's why lovelessness prevails there. That's why lovelessness has so much power in the systems of LHBs, because it is all about separation. They are constantly trying to convince us that we are alone, that we're isolated, that in order to be anything, we have to be better that we're never good enough and that our fellow human beings are our enemies. That's why they can take the person who you love the most in your life and turn them into somebody who is making you feel hurt or feel resentful or feel angry at. Somebody that you actually truly love. It's like a veil but that's been put over your eyes, to where you're no longer seeing that person anymore, who they really are. You're just seeing the illusion. You know, last month I was kind of going through something similar. I didn't get this thing that I really wanted for my career, and I was feeling really low, I was fearful, I was questioning my worth, questioning my art, questioning myself. And then it became really clear to me, okay, well, well, that was after like weeks of going through this actually, but I had this higher self-realization and I saw how much I needed this experience, how much I needed to not get the thing that I wanted, because it helped me realize that I was chasing the wrong thing, that I had the wrong goal in mind, that It was not the source of my happiness. My happiness is the realization that I don't need that to love myself, to love my life, to let myself experience joy and the blessings that surround me. It was a distraction from all of the things that I already have. This is way more important any career goal because without that, nothing will ever be enough for LHBs. So while it's going to be great when you reach your goal of having your space or working full time and, and doing the thing that you love full time, it's going to feel really good, but that's only going to satisfy you temporarily because according to your LHBs, you are always trained to look for lack. So you're gonna look at the next goal that you haven't reached. You're gonna look at the amount of money that you don't have. You're gonna look at the recognition or the respect that you haven't gotten. And that's where your focus is going to be put. You and your partner are such a great team because you inspire each other. You challenge each other. You show each other the barriers you have to love so that you can knock those walls down, so that you can break free from that illusion. You are healing each other. And it's totally okay if these thoughts pop up, but don't give them any importance. Don't give those thoughts your allegiance. What really matters is love. That is the only thing that really matters in this world. As cliche as it sounds, that is what counts. In the end, that is all we are really looking for. We think we're getting it through accomplishing this and that and having this type of success and these things. And yes, on one level, it's nice to have that stuff, it is. But it's nothing without love. It's nothing without realizing that you are whole just how you are. That you don't need that stuff to love yourself. Because that stuff comes and goes. That stuff is temporary, but what is eternal is love. That realization is going to sustain you through the ups and downs of your career. Through the ups and downs of your relationship. I think it's so beautiful that you have the type of relationship where you can be honest and say, hey, you know, I'm dealing with these triggers or this situation is triggering some fear in me, this fear that I'm not good enough, this fear that I'll never make it and all of that kind of stuff. But I just think it's really important for all of us to distinguish the antidote to the fear of I'm not good enough isn't trying to find and get the thing that's going to eliminate that fear. The antidote to it is realizing the fear isn't real because it isn't possible for you to not be good enough because you have always been good enough. You are already there. You are already it. It already is you. (laughs) You are you and good enough just for being you. So as much as we try to soothe those fears, By trying to believe that all of our goals are going to happen, which can work on some level and is a way to keep yourself motivated, we also, on a deeper level, have to understand that what's the most important thing is knowing that whether or not we meet those goals, that we can still have happy, loving, joyful lives because all that really matters is right now. And right now we have a choice to create a life where we let ourselves be joyful, where we let ourselves have love and we don't put it off and wait until that thing happens for us to finally be happy. Okay, babe? you got this. I'm very proud of you. I'm happy for you. I think you're doing amazing stuff. You obviously are helping people and that's amazing. And the capitalist system, I'm sorry, but to a degree, it's not ever going to support people who are just trying to help people. You know, it just, it wasn't designed for that. So you have to also give yourself grace with that. And whatever work you're doing to support your art is supporting your art, which is wonderful. If your waiting tables job, like I did for so many years, is paying your rent so that you can have the space to sleep and make your work, then that waiting tables job is just as valid as anybody else's career that they make directly from that art. Because it all is in service to a higher purpose, your higher purpose, which is to be a creative loving being on this planet. Okay. Take care. You know, the fear of not being successful mixed with the goal of trying to do what you're passionate about and just kind of making it sustainable. The line can be really unclear sometimes, you know, because We want to be successful because we love what we do. We want to be successful because we want to be able to keep doing it. But in order for us to be in alignment and actually love what we do, we can't use it as a barrier to our own self-worth. And that's sometimes what happens to artists is that They judge themselves and their self-worth based on how good or bad they perceive their art doing in terms of whatever arbitrary measurement of success is. Whether that is social media likes or, I don't know, having a record deal or being in a museum or whatever terms that they Imagine to be like what says it's good or what says it's bad at any given time. And when you're constantly chasing that, you might think it's because you love what you do, but there has to be a boundary between loving your art for what it is and how powerful it is because it is an expression of self. And the journey that your art has in the world of industry, the world of music industry, or art world industry, or fashion, or whatever that stuff, because that is a separate entity. It's kind of like when I distinguish the difference between the reality of social media versus the reality of our real lives. Like in social media land, Yes, there's likes. Yes, there's numbers of followers. Yes, maybe according to some people, that makes you more or less successful in social media world. I'm not denying that. People who have lots of followers on social media compared to people who don't might seem more successful on social media. But we have to have that separation that Social media is one tiny aspect of being a human being in the year 2023. It is not who you are, it does not define you. And the more we separate these cultural structures, industries, constructs from our true selves, the less we get so caught up in them and the more we're actually able to cultivate love and peace and happiness, To really understand, what is it that's going to sustain our happiness? What are the choices that we want to make? What do we actually want to do that's going to help us stay grounded in our self-worth? And a lot of times, what ends up happening when people have these spiritual awakenings, they end up changing careers completely because they realize they've been chasing the wrong thing and they get more connected to their heart and they end up doing, I don't know, something totally different. So my point is is that we can't get caught up in these industries, these social constructs that we can't control, right? What we can control is how we see ourselves, not how we're perceived. We just have to constantly Be aware of it, and it's a constant practice, and I'm doing it right along with you. Okay, babes. I hope that this episode was helpful in some way, and I love you so much, and so does your higher self. Always remember that. I will see you soon. Bye.